money is nothing more than a tool. That is it. Do not have any emotional ties with it. Use it as a tool. From Money Fit by DRS, it's the Money Fit Podcast, the show about financial education opportunities all around us and practical financial tips right in front of us. I'm your host, Todd Christensen, and on today's show, I speak with fellow podcaster Eric Yard, who shares tips and ideas for teaching children important money lessons. He's raising financial freedom. How about you? Let's do this. Eric Yard is the host of the free podcast called Raising Financial Freedom. He has uh, the expertise, financial, the fan, fundamental financial expertise and passion necessary to help others in creating that perfect roadmap to help them reach their wealth building objectives. You may have heard him on a previous podcast episode with us here on the Money Fit Show, and you would uh, recognize from that podcast, from that episode, his dedication to and belief in the uh, ability of all to reach financial freedom, especially the importance of teaching children about it. Eric uh, comes to us uh, uh, after six years of uh, honorable service in in the Air Force, having graduated uh, with the degree from Long Island University. He has uh, some great in-depth insight and knowledge that uh, he gets or shares with and gets from podcast guests and, and listeners. So I'm excited to welcome Eric Yard back to the Money Fit Show. Eric, it's good to have you here. Hey, how you doing, Todd? Good to be back. Good, good to have you. Uh, I enjoyed our previous discussions. I'll sh- say too, as, as I mentioned in the previous episode that I had you here, that you had me on as a guest on Raising Financial Freedom to talk about some Money Fit um, resources. But I, I enjoyed that conversation with you uh, here on Money Fit Show, and I, and I definitely wanted to have another one because you've got some great, uh, you've got a, a wealth of knowledge, I'll say, just from your, not just from your podcast, for, but from experiences. And so let's, let's go ahead and get started. You know that I'm going to ask you a question to, to, get us, to get us going, just to learn a little more about you, if you're ready for that. Let's go. Let's go. Okay. Uh what would you have done differently, if anything, with your finances in your younger years? Wow. <laughs> That's a good question. How many hours do we have? Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, I, 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 I'll trim it down. I'll trim off some <laughs> of the fat, definitely. What I would have done. Now, let's say we would have started from high school. Mm-hmm. I think I still would have went in the, into the military. Mm-hmm. I would have gotten the discipline I needed. I would have made a solid decision about college and actually look at what and how much money is being spent on college. Um, that is one thing right there. Uh, and, and a lot of people don't look at that bottom line cost because um, if you're borrowing for college, I'm sorry, there's going to be interest to pay. Mm-hmm. And that is something you're just unaware about. You just want to get into school and just start you know, learning and then get into a career that you could prosper in. 
But unfortunately, as soon as you're done with college, a couple of months later, the bill comes in. Mm-hmm. So that is a bill. I that is something I would look at and actually itemized. Yes, I would have itemized college, and I, and actually probably choose another one. But I still would have itemized and see and make sure the numbers are correct because I I can't say the n- numbers are correct because I was just signing papers and I was like, okay, hey, I paid for my. You offer me ten thousand dollars, I'll take it. Yeah. I'll take it. I pay for my next semester. Sure, sign right here. No, I did not look at the actual paperwork or itemize it and say, "Hey, okay, this 10k is not really 10k. This 10k is actually almost 15k because of the interest that they are charging me." Mm-hmm. So that is one thing. Um, another thing I would have done is started investing very early, mm-hmm. and. That is something that is needed by a lot of people. When you start investing late, it's like you're starting from third, the third position in a race. Mm-hmm. And that's where you're starting from. Okay, you see first and second, but you're still behind because you started late. Mm-hmm. And you're only working with so much money that you have at that time, which is whatever you're making coming out of college and then invest and start slow. So since investing starts slow and you start, took long to start, now you're really, you're kind of behind when it comes to investing. It's Mm -hmm. good that you're investing, but you need to start early. You need to understand the concept of making your dollar turn into $2, $3 and investing in assets. And that is one thing I would, love to just step through a portal and just whisper into my past self and say, Eric, buy assets. Okay, Eric. So you, you talked about telling yourself, you tell, you, you'd tell yourself to invest in assets. Those assets, a lot of kids that age are thinking that a car is an asset. What do you want? You want to talk to that topic? Well, number one is to identify what are liabilities and what are assets. Mm-hmm. And, and that's another thing a child should learn at an early age. Now, the assets, I mean, you're talking about things that you can make, books you can sell uh, after you've written it, businesses you could have started, the stock market. These are all assets, stocks, bonds. Uh, businesses, these are all assets. A car <laughs> is a liability. Sorry. For the time you buy it until the time you get rid of it, you'll be putting in money on a daily basis. So I think that is one thing that I would really have told, told my former self, concentrate on buying assets. Don't go to that party. Buy an asset before you go to that party. For every liability that you have, you should have a two to three ratio of assets to that to that liability. And, and assets they don't need to be huge. I mean, a lot of I think a kids think 
and not just kids, but adults think, well, it's a large purchase. It must be an asset. It's a $10,000, $20,000, $30,000 car. It must be an asset, but it's not the size that matters. Mm -mm, mm -mm. That is true. It's not the size. It's a matter if it's making you money. Point blank. It's making you money and it's not taking away from, not taking away money from you. It is an asset. And from my show, I've learned that there are assets all over the place and you just need to identify it. And one of my guests was um, into candy machines. How often do you pass a candy machine when you go outside? At Not least, <laughs> at least, <laughs> at least three times a week, four times a week. I have a hard That's time not stopping them. That's my problem. Mm. So you, you're a consumer, you know? <laughs> so, my, so you're saying the candy bars are liabilities to me, right? <laughs> Basically. In, in more ways than one, I'm sure. But your you guest. machines all the time. Yeah. And there's someone who put it there and put that candy in there and is making money off of that machine. Mm -hmm. You could do the same too. And it does not take an exorbitant amount of money couple of hundred money depending on what type of machine you have but the point is there are assets all around you you need to identify it and get involved in what is to your liking and keep buying assets you buy more assets you'll be closer to financial freedom definitely like it i like it absolutely all right let's uh i want to talk about today um build upon that idea, talk about for parents, some of the ways to start maybe gain confidence when teaching personal finance and financial freedom to their children. I, I we have, my wife and I have two teenage boys. Well, let's say that uh, we hadn't started talking to them about money at this point, where might my wife and I begin uh, when trying to help them understand financial freedom, personal finance basics? What are some things that you would recommend we start with? Well, definitely from my guests on the show, time and time again, they start with saving. Mm -hmm. Saving is number one. So, but out of the core of all the um, teachings in financial literacy, I think the three core that you should concentrate on is saving, budgeting, and investing. Let's mm -hmm. start with saving. And now what you need to do as a parent now, right? And every child is different, every house is different. But I suggest that you try to separate you as a parent when it's teaching them about money as more as a friend teaching them money and make it fun. Now, once you take away that aspect and you change hats on, and then you make it fun. They see you in a new light. They see the topic in a new light. You, because you got to remember, as a parent, we wear all types of hats. Mm -hmm. And the one major hat they know about is the, the, the disciplinary right. hat. Right. <laughs> so you want to show them that, hey, I have a different hat on now. And this is a, a totally new topic we're talking about. And I'm going to be fun with this topic. So that is one thing you, you want to do. 
And that way you want to start is always savings. It's the simplest thing a child can learn, starting from, from five all the way through the, till they leave the house. Saving is number one when it comes to money because you have to have something to use to buy consumables, pay the bills, and buy your, buy your ones. And they will understand that at an early age. But you got to learn how to make it fun. Once again, you have to make it fun. Yeah. Notice I, that with my little one. I was, I was just reading an article recently uh, that, that was trying to make the point that the pandemic destroyed the idea of saving money, the importance of saving money for emergencies, because it was so overwhelming for so many families that it was just, it's what's the point? What do you think? Do you think savings is still relevant? I mean, you, you're obviously putting it top. I, I think that is untrue because you got to remember now the pandemic is temporary, not permanent. Before this, we were saving. You had to, you have to save, you have to save something. You have to have money for your emergency fund, emergency fund. You have to have money just in case you lose your job. And then you have that buffer to find a, that time buffer and that money to find a next job. So saving will always, always be there. And it will be you at the forefront, always. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you on that one. So how can, so parents need to start with savings. I would say savings. Mm-hmm. Where, what kind of, what kind of ways can they either make it fun or, or where can they find some resources to help their children understand the importance of savings? Well, depending on the age, I would definitely look and find uh, fun books that teach this about, that teaches about saving. Start with books. You read with them, especially read with them. I always, so with my daughter, I have, she has a slew of financial literacy books, but there's one thing I always make sure that I am there reading with her and reading in between the lines for her to let her see what they reading behind what they were saying. Mm -hmm. So one important tool is books. That is First and foremost, books. And I'll just add to that that uh, studies are, I, I, I've seen studies recently that say that uh, you should be reading to even your teenage children, that it, about uh, that? it helps them continue to grow their understanding and their, uh, plus their desire just to read. So, and, and you say, read between the lines. Oh my goodness, teenagers need, uh, need to learn how to read between the lines when it comes to money. Mm-hmm, definitely. And by you being there, you're helping them. You're showing them that there's an interest in, on your behalf and there's an interest in that topic itself that you're not, you're just not, you know, coming off as a substitute teacher. Okay, today I have this, let's read. No, no, no. You want to come off like it's fun because it is fun. You, you're teaching your child how to be a much better adult than you were with money. And you got to show him that, you know, there's a whole lot of light, light with money. And there's not so much darkness with money. 
people out there put a stigma on money. Like it's bad. We shouldn't talk about it. But if you show them the light, they will go about it like how, like how they should look at money. And how I teach my daughter is that money is nothing more than a tool. That mm -hmm. is it. Do not have any emotional ties with it. Use it as a tool. And don't, don't, I mean, you don't look at a hammer and say, oh, I love that hammer. I got to uh, I mean, it's a tool. It's it, a it can, tool. it can, it can go both ways. You can build something wonderful with it, but give it to a three-year-old and lock them in the room. <laughs> They'll destroy a lot of things with it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and the money is the same way. Right, right. And this is what you want to shine in their, in their face. Like, hey, this is what is done. This is what you use it for, and this is what these are the possibilities with money especially once you grow it. I think a lot of parents believe, especially as their kids get to be 10, 12, 14 year old age and in their teens that they no longer have the influence like their friends do. I mean, friends can have a huge impact, right. but I'm, I'm pretty darn sure that still inside the home parents, uh, uh, I mean, what happens in the home is still the, the biggest influence in, in kids' lives. It, it, and it will always be. Parents need to remember, when that child wakes up in the morning, you're the first teacher that they see. When it's time for them to go to their bed, you're the last teacher they will see. So you are a heavy influential person to them. So why wouldn't they not listen to you when it comes to money? Yeah. They'll listen to you. It's just, how would you put it to them? You, know, you got to make it fun. You got to switch up hats. So you said there was two other topics after saving. Uh, what would, what would you uh, be? I would definitely teach them about budgeting. Budgeting is major. I think budgeting is more, more important than the other two, just because it encompasses the other two. Mm -hmm. Saving should be first, but budgeting, I feel, is just more important than the other two. Because if you don't know how to budget, <laughs> how are you going to save? <laughs> mm -hmm. I, I, there's no, it, it doesn't work. How are you going to save? How would you pay your bills? How would you operate as a person in society today if you don't know how to budget? Well, you won't. You will be like majority of the rest of the world and live paycheck by paycheck. Now, that's not to say that, you know, pay is disproportionate right now, and it is, but you still have to learn how to use what you're getting. Whatever amount you're getting, you're getting a dollar, you have to budget that one dollar. You got to learn how to stretch the dollar and use it. And that is another important uh, subject that I think a child should definitely learn from an early age. I would mm -hmm. say somewhere maybe around 10, 10, 11, learn about budgeting. Hey, you have this and you have this. Eric, um, I, I have appreciated a lot of the good basic information on what parents can do to, to start teaching their children. 
And uh, what, what do you have one piece of practical advice or recommendation you would share with our listeners today? Yeah, um, I would definitely um, tell the people out there, the parents out there is that start. Do not be afraid to start. This is your child. Better yet, this is your family. This is your family name. If you don't start now, which one of your family members are go is going to start? They haven't started as yet. So it might as well be you. Start with your child. Let them learn early. Excellent. Eric, how can how can listeners find you online? Where can they where can they go to find your podcast or other information about you? Well, you can go to raisinfinancialfreedom.com. And if you want to get in contact with me, me at info at All links to my social media is on the website. Excellent. I'm going to recommend to our listeners that uh, if you're listening to this podcast, you're also going to benefit from listening to Eric's podcast, raisingfinancialfreedom.com. Eric, thank you for joining me today. I've, I've appreciated your time with us again and for sharing some great information with our listeners. No, Todd, thank you. It was a pleasure being here once again. Thank you. Uh, to our listeners, thanks for joining us. Find our archives of, of past episodes at moneyfit.org slash podcast. So until next time, please stay money fit and stay well. Stay well.